You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I'm your host, Kristen Maxwell. And in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today, I am excited to be talking to El Hari about aligning with your soul. And El Hari is an international best-selling author, teacher, coach, and twin flame and ascension alchemist. Her purpose in life is to guide people on their twin flame journey so they can achieve self-love and abundance and reunite with their twin flame. Her biography sounds really intriguing to me, and so I can't wait to dig into what um, she's meaning with this whole twin twin flame um, thing. But my first question is... What superpower did you uncover as the result of mastering your mind? Sure. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, Well, the superpower that I uncovered is not um, solely mine alone. We all have it, I realized. And that would be the power of our souls. Um, So when we actually get out of our minds and we... um, we can then tap into the energy of our soul and we are all souls and our souls are the most powerful energy that exists in the entire universe next to source energy. It's a direct spark from source energy. And of course, source energy is the ultimate creator of all that is. So we're the most powerful, creative, um, energetic beings that exist. And when you align closely with that, and you shift closer into alignment with that strong of a frequency, a vibration that is your true frequency, you then start seeing, manifesting, magnetizing and attracting all other things into your life, people, situations, things that resonate with your true truth and your true soul vibration. Wow. That sounds very, that sounds great, frankly. (laughs) It's amazing. It's miraculous. It is. And And so how did you discover, you know, how did you talk about twin flame? So what do you mean by twin flame? Yeah. So twin flames, um, you know, there's this whole romantic connotation to it, which has been really sensationalized, romanticized. Um, But really what twin flames denote is it's, it's an awakening, a knowing of your own self on the soul level. So twin flames are two physical bodies that share the same soul. Or put another way, one soul with two physical bodies. Everyone has and is a twin flame. It's how we're all created. It's how our soul is able to assimilate here into the physical 3D world. Got it. Oh, that's fascinating. How did you discover, you know, this journey? How did you get to this? Well, not by choice. Okay. Usually <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, a twin flame journey is, um, so it involves both of the physical bodies of the soul, the twin flames. And so what it is, is the soul is, um, you know, 
it's a, it's, it just is right. It comes from the fifth dimension where the energy just is the third dimension is the energetic paradigm is one of opposites and dualities. It's hot and cold in and out, light and dark, good and bad. You know, there's always opposites here. And so our soul to assimilate, to incarnate here has to assimilate into that energetic paradigm. So it needs to make two opposites of itself. One of those is within one twin flames body. One of those is within the other twin flames body. At some point, at some moment in time that no one can determine or choose or anything, your soul decides to recognize itself within the physical body of the twin flame. And at that point, the two different polarities within each twin flame of the same soul starts to activate and it builds up and it manifests as a push pull. So one twin flame pushes, the other twin flame pulls. And so what that means is one twin flame is, is trying to push itself onto the other twin flame while the other twin flame is pulling away. When the other twin flame pulls away, it leaves the push twin flame feeling just devastated, shattered as if their soul's been ripped from their body. And that's where I found myself. And I didn't know what was going on. I was, I was in that devastating state for six months. And this was eight years ago. And I consulted, you know, 13 different spiritual advisors, psychics, just looking for help. Finally, six months in, someone mentioned to me twin flames for the first time. And I Googled that and I found um, who became my teacher, this lady in Australia, who Liora, who um, worked with, with twin flames and got them past this devastating, um, this devastating time. But really the, the devastation, there's a reason for it as there's for everything. And it's really an awakening to your soul. So it, it's a spiritual journey, the twin flame journey. And what it, what it's doing is the one twin flame shows the other twin flame the other energetic part of itself that it normally wouldn't see. And that's the part of your soul you're meant to see and then understand and then accept without judgment. And that's loving it. And that's how you love even more of yourself. And in so doing, you alchemize that energy into love and you shift closer and closer into alignment with your true soul vibration, like I spoke about in the beginning. Okay. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, um, before we go into it deeper, we might as well take a break so we don't have to, you know, stop in the middle of the conversation. Can you let people know where they can find you um, and learn more about your work and and this twin flame um, work and everything? Sure. You can um, go to our website, bewithyourtwinflame.com. That's a good place to start. (laughs) And then we have links to all other things we do, our social media pages and all there as well. Great. Thank you. And to all of you, if you're also interested in discovering what we do here at Superpower Experts and and how you can connect into our community, um, go to yoursuperpoweredmind.com. Hang on, everybody, and we will be right back out and we can talk to Elhari more about twin flames and aligning with your soul. The Superpower Experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, superpower masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Kristen Maxwell, and we're talking to El Hari today. So, El. How do people um, start to become aware of this twin flame journey? Like what kinds of things are they experiencing in their lives? Is there some sort of um, pattern or uh, consistencies to it? 
Um, yeah. So really, I mean, if you, if you Google it, you'll see that, yes, all the signs you've met your twin flame and all of this, but really that's not indicative. Um, those types of signs, because they focus on, oh, you feel, you've never felt so close with someone. You feel a sense of home. Someone's never gotten you as much as this person has, you know, things like of that nature, all the good, quote unquote, good, positive parts of it. Mm-hmm. But you can really experience those with um, any close resonance soulmate. So that's not really indicative. Really how you know is after those polarities I talked about, the push-pull go into effect and the one twin flame pulls away, it's the push twin flame that's that's left there. They're the ones that usually come looking for the help. They're the ones that, you know, can't move on. They're devastated on the floor like I was, you know. Um, and so there's really three um three distinct things they're going through that, that will be able to um, determine that they're on a twin flame journey, three signs. And so those three things would be, first of all, the push energy of the push twin flame. It's fear-based energy and it's addictive energy. It also controls the mind. So this push energy, it's, it's only focus is on that pull twin flame. It's pushing all of the focus onto that pull twin flame. And by controlling the mind, it causes you to have be obsessed, have obsessive thoughts about that your that other person who you may not know is your twin flame at that point, but you know, that other person, you have obsessive thoughts about them and, and you just can't stop thinking about them. You can't quote unquote move on or get over it, or um, it just it, it, you get to the point where it's just it's driving you crazy. You just can't think of anything else. You can't focus on anything else. You can't function practically on anything else. So obsessive thoughts of the twin flame would be one. Um, another, another sign is there's something called core wound pain. And this occurs in either the heart, solar plexus, or sacral chakra. Um, it can vary by person with one of those three chakras. And by pain, it can also vary by degree. It can be anything from like a clenching or wrenching type feeling all the way to feeling like you have been completely disemboweled and anywhere in between. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that's that's something that you feel either in your heart, your solar plexus, or your sacral chakra. And it's very much tied to the obsessive thoughts um, because that core wound pain is actually where this push energy of that push twin flame resides in the physical body, where mm-hmm. it pushes out of your body from. And so it's activated, remember. So it, it, it's very active energy. And so it's within within one of those chakras in your body, you feel something there. And again, that, the, the extent, the degree of the pain can vary. Um, so that's the second thing. There's first the obsessive thoughts, then there's um, the core wound pain. And then the third one is actually doubt. Because remember, this is fear-based energy and it controls the mind. And fear is doubt. Doubt is fear. So there's always this doubt, even when, you know, we have our students coming to us and working with us and feeling amazing, seeing all these amazing things come in their lives, including their twin flames coming back. And they still doubt. And I did too, all the way until finally, there's no more fear-based energy left regarding your twin flame or twin flame journey. Up until the very end, there'll be a little tiny doubt. Like, is this really my twin flame? Is this really what's going on? I can't even believe this. <laughs> you know, it's just too much for the mind to, to, right. to take in. It's mind blown, really. Yeah. And and so it, it sounds like, this, so it's always going to be triggered when you are in some kind of relationship or maybe not in a relationship any longer. Do Do people come to you saying, I need to find my soul flame? Is that a journey also? 
Um, people would like to, uh, you, you can't do it. Uh, here's the thing. Everyone has and is a twin flame and everyone has crossed paths with their twin flame. I mean, there's no doubt about that in every lifetime. Everyone has done that um, because, you know, you do nothing, you know, we, tr- we attract in to our physical lives, things that resonate with us. Mm-hmm. And the twin flame is the only thing in the whole entire history of the cosmos that resonates exactly with us. So you've already magnetized them in somehow. There's people that are billions of people out there married to their twin flames in relationships with their twin flames, living next door to their twin flames, grew up with their twin flames, working with their twin flames, what have you. And they don't even know their twin flames. And that's fine. That's perfect. Really, it's just a label at that point. The only reason why we even have to call it twin flames is because once the journey happens, um, and that can happen at any time the soul is ready, any time the soul can just, you know, there's no consciousness to it. We can't choose it. We can't decide when. We won't know when. Just when the soul is ready, it just recognizes itself within that physical body on the deepest subconscious level of the other twin flame, and those energies become activated. And then that's when the push pull goes into effect. And then that's, that's when, you know, so um, there's no way you can consciously try to find your twin flame because you mm-hmm. probably already know them in some capacity. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship, but um, you know, until you have soul recognition, it's just, it's just like relating with anybody else. Oh, that's so interesting. Right. It's that you're not looking at them. And then all of a sudden there's the soul. If there's the recognition, it's like, oh, there, there's something here. So you said it's not always a romantic relationship. Is it, is it typically, or do people, cause I know that's where a lot of people have a lot of pain um, yeah. is, is often in that, that push pull of relationship. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Typically um, th- that is the more common um, scenario that it, okay. it, it is because you know when the, when the buildup the energies become activated then they start to have this buildup and during the buildup that's when the, the two bodies the twin flames are um, the push pull hasn't gone into effect yet and then they're like drawn together like magnets and that buildup of energy feels so intense and it feels so great you know it's like the biggest mm-hmm. high you've ever been on practically right but then of course you reach this tipping point where then the push pull goes into effect. Um, but yeah, so it is most commonly, most commonly for the people we've worked with and, you know, myself included was, a, it started, you know, a romantic type of relationship. However, that's not always the case. Um, and it's very, it's actually pretty common that people um, meet their twin flames online and they live on opposite ends of the earth and they've never even met in person because that's how strong soul energy is. It can, you know, it can travel through, you know, mm-hmm. through pictures, through photographs, through, through, you know, online, um, through the phone, through any, you know, through, yeah. through another physical through barrier. Time and space. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um, you know, we've had many students like that in that scenario. Also people who have been like best friends, you know, even, um, you know, same sex, same sex, same gender, mm-hmm. best friends who all of a sudden, you know, they felt that and they had a falling out. And we have one friend like so upset coming to us who, you know, you know, didn't realize why they they were so close. And then now, you know, this other friend pulled away and stuff. So that's possible as well. Wow. So what about, what if you are not at this point of actually having your um, soul flame activated, like you're, you're not yet recognized them, but you are wanting to connect with your soul more. Do you, do you work with people around that or have any recommendations? Yes, I do. Um, we have a program called Mastery of Ascension Alchemy. 
And what it is, is um, so I discovered that the same, uh, you know, process that we use for the twin flame journey to help people overcome that, it helps people with anything because we all have fear-based energy regarding everything and everyone until we reach ascension, which none of us have, yet, right? So we all have um, fear-based energy. And that's really what it is. It's just alchemizing our fear-based energy and transmuting it into love energy. And so fear is always resistance. So anything we want in, in, in our lives, um, as long as we have fear there, we're going to be resisting it on some level. And so when we alchemize that fear-based energy into love, we shift closer into alignment with our soul because our soul is love energy. So what we're doing is we're taking our fear, fear energy within ourselves and we are transmuting it into love within ourselves. And the more love we have in relation to fear-based energy in ourselves, that's the closer into alignment we are with, with our soul because our soul is the love energy within us. Yeah. Yeah. So we found the same things that we we use regarding the twin flame and twin flame journey help with anything people want. Um, getting over grieving the loss of a loved one um, who has passed on, um, getting over regular heartbreak of any kind of any kind, um, getting over di- uh, physical ailments um, um, and mental illness such as um, depression, anxiety, um, high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that people be able to quit meds on all of those things. Um, getting over breaking toxic relationship patterns like the like codependence with narcissists, narcissists and stuff. It works very well for that. Um, also getting over financial difficulties and finding your purpose, all sorts of things. It's, it's just amazing. It's working with your soul and your soul is miraculous because your soul is actually orchestrating everything in your life. It's the strongest, you know, it's the strongest vibration we are. It's stronger than thought. It's stronger than feeling, you know, it's, it's eternal. It's infinite. And so, um, you know, it, it really is, um, the strongest vibration we have to put out there to attract what we want. Yeah, that that does very much make sense. And so, you know, if we have people who haven't really thought about their soul in this way, um, but everything you say, it makes so much sense. I'm suspecting that this resonates for people like, oh, yes, my soul, you know, I can I can feel it there. How do you recommend that people start to um, tune into their soul? Like very basic. How do you start? Yeah. So, okay. Well, the first thing before you even do that is it's very important to be present. Um, and, you know, that means I, I call it being out of your mind, but that doesn't mean crazy. I mean, it's being right. present, getting present where you can watch your thoughts from a detached, almost third person perspective where you, you don't attach emotion or feeling to your thoughts and you just allow them to float by. Right. Um, and getting present, there's many ways you can try to do that. I mean, you can do that through like meditation. You can do that through, um, I personally recommend, and I, all my students, um, this is part, I, I recommend this book, um, the power of now by Eckhart Tolle, or you can even find him on YouTube. You don't have to buy the book. It's he has, he's amazing. And it's all about getting present just out of your mind because, um, first of all, all presence is the cornerstone of all spiritual practices. And, um, you know, when you're in your mind, you, you're too busy. Like you, you can't focus on the soul energy. 
And because once you're out of your mind and you're present, then you can really try to focus on your soul energy. And we can all do this. If we can somehow, um, and I actually, I actually wrote a book about this called Love Exposed. You can find it on Amazon or on our website. And what it is, is it, it, it teaches this. So again, it's either usually your heart, your solar plexus or sacral chakra, where you will feel your energy either pushing out in front of you or pulling out behind you whenever you relate with other people. Everybody is doing this. Everybody is doing this on a, on a subconscious level. Nobody's aware of it, but that's how we relate with other people at this point at the level of human consciousness. We relate with our push-pull fear-based energy with everyone. Um, and so, you can if you if once you're present and you're you're not in your head and you're you interact with someone you can try to bring your awareness to see if you feel energy pushing out in front of you or pulling out behind you when you're interacting with them it's going to be doing one or the other it's very very subtle at first but once you start uh, you know really tuning into it and getting the hang of it you'll be able to feel it more and more and then when you when that happens you're able to then really just will it in, intend for it to stay centered and not push out and not pull back. Keep it centered within your body. And as you do that, every time you do that, you actually shift closer and closer into alignment with your soul. It's very powerful. It's so simple. It's so simple. The mind doesn't even want to believe it, but it, but that's how you know it's truth. It's simple. And it, it's very powerful. Yeah, that is... So I'm kind of laughing because I, um, yesterday was, um, talking to a coach friend, another one here at super, your superpower, um, I mean, superpower experts. And she said, you have placed a lot of, in essence that I have placed a lot of my energy, like pieces of me in my family members, like I, I must be, I'm pushing it on, I'm pushing it on them. And it does not feel safe unless I somehow energetically am keeping my energy on them. And I, I think that's a little bit what you're talking about here. Is that, does that sound like it? Or am I completely off base? Sounds, yeah, it sounds ex- like the way you describe it in this context. Sure. It sounds exactly almost like it. So uh, yeah. And that makes sense. Okay. So the push pull energy, and by the way, you're right. Especially with families, we we fall into this pattern, this dynamic where we're usually predominantly one or the other with our family members, and they're the same with us, right? Um, But we can change it. We can change it with other people. Um, You know, one one minute we could be pushing, the next minute we could be pulling. You know, whatever. But family dynamics, it's very um, you know, they're very much usually set, right? It's a pattern, a behavioral pattern that we're in with them, and so the push the push energy and the pull energy, remember it's fear-based energy and what it fears is. So the push energy, the way you described it was perfect. It fears not having being in control. So it thinks the fear-based energy, why we have, we push the fear-based energy or energy out is because we feel like that we're somehow controlling that situation Mm -hmm. that person on a subconscious level. I'm not saying we, we sit there and think that consciously, but that's the, that's, that's what the push energy is for, because if we're, we feel like we don't have control of that situation and we just lay back and let them come in, we don't feel safe because it's the fear of that push energy that we that someone else is taking over the control. Right. That's the push energy. Then the pull energy, it pulls back from people. And that is because that energy has the fear of being controlled. <laughs> Mm-hmm. by other people's push energies, right? But we have them both going on within us. That's the duality within us. That when we either 
we, we stop from pushing out or we stop from pulling back, we collapse that duality within us and we reach a neutral state a balance. Huh, that it's very interesting. Yes. And it's um, with my family, like I recognize it's a fear. Of course, I don't think about it as being controlling. <laughs> of course I don't, but um, I'm laughing at myself uh, in case the sarcasm wasn't obvious, uh, <laughs> but that it keeps them safe, that somehow I have the power to help keep them safe if I keep my energy on them. So this will be interesting to to feel into. So thank you. I, I just think it's funny the way the universe is synchronized around these things. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we're all one, we're all connected in that way through our energy like that. Like if we looked at the planet on just like from like a bird's eye view of just looking at the energy waves around it, mm-hmm. it would be one big matrix and spider web, everyone connected to every one and everything that they interact with because it's all energy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it sounds like really what it is, is becoming just very aware of how we're doing this. Mm-hmm. and intending to do something different. Do you recommend that people do some kind of ceremony or a statement to um, to keep reminding or, or is it just something like, okay, I'm now, this is what I'm now going to do. What do you find works with people? That's so funny you bring that up. Um, Cause you know, personally, when I was, you know, working with my teacher about this for myself, I didn't have any problem remembering, but through the years, I've, we've had many students who, you know, how do I remember to do this? How do I remember to do this? And in our like, you know, Facebook group of our program and stuff, they've all come up with different ways. And it seems a lot of them, they put like a hair tie or an elastic band or something around their wrist and just like, you know, kind of pull at it and flick at it when they're talking to people to remind them to pay attention to, um, you know, their energy at that time. Uh, but you can do it even, you know, really, I because I. I tend to road rage. So um, when I drive, so I found a great way to do it for me is uh, when I'm driving, because you don't have to be even talking to people to do it. You know, the, you know, the person who cuts you off in traffic, you could, and you know, you're getting all you know, <laughs> angry about it and rageful. That's when you can pull your energy in. And another thing I find personally um, helpful with mine is, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's not enough for me to just intend it or envision it coming into center, I like to actually push my, take my hand and push it. Cause so mine's in my sacral chakra, which mm-hmm. is just below, um, you know, the belly button. So I would take my hand and like, and like envision that I'm pu- actually pushing it back into my stomach and hold it up against my, my sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. And in the back too, take it from the back of me. And like, obviously when you're talking to people that would look weird, but if I'm in yeah. my car, <laughs> raging, I can do it, <laughs> you know? Right. And well, and even if you just think it like really right. visualize right. yourself doing it. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And that's all it takes really. But you know, sometimes I just like to do it. Like it helps me feel it better. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. That's yeah. really, really interesting. And so uh, what do you find that when, when people are, um, when they're able to keep their energy aligned, how do they know that they're doing it? Like what kinds of things are they feeling or what changes in their lives? Oh, that's a great question. So like almost immediately when you do it, um, you know, maybe not if when you first start doing this practice, because again, it's way more subtle, but as you get good at it or more, um, you know, practiced at it, um, when 
as you push it in, right? When you push it in, you'll feel almost, you know, just a sense of peace and calm. And you'll almost feel like you can um, drop into your heart center, which is actually where you go when you're present. You'll feel more present when you do it, right? Um, You have to be present to do it, but then doing it also brings you into more grounded present sense of presence. So um, that happens almost immediately. But then you'll also notice uh, your relationships when you're relating with people change. And this might be, you'll notice, first of all, toxic people tend to fall out of your, out of your life Mm. uh, without any kind of drama. You'll notice that um, your family members might be a little off, like put off, like none of these people know what's going on, of course, but, you know, especially people that, you know, well, especially family members, you know, who are used to your energy playing with theirs in a certain way, subconsciously, when it's no longer they're playing, their energy has no one to play with. So they're left there like, wait, what's going on? Um, but of course, and you're just neutral. And when you're in that space, that's love. We can't truly love people when we're in fear because fear and love are mutually exclusive, right? So when we're pushing or pulling, we're not interacting through love or interact, interacting through fear. And I mean, that's fine and good and great. There's nothing wrong with that. That's exactly how we're, it was created to do. That's exactly where we're, we all are. We're on this level of human consciousness and it's all perfect. But eventually, when to reach ascension, we're not going to have any of that going on and we'll be total love. And that's how we actually open up energetic space for people is by holding our energy energy in. And that stops us from pushing fear out onto them. And at least we're in a love space. And so some people where they are, you know, consciously or whatever, they're not there yet and they don't know this. And so it kind of could throw them off. Right. So you might notice different people treating you a little differently who, you know, very well, like family members and stuff, just being like, wait, what's wrong with you? You know, what's going on with you? And you're feeling great because you're just feeling centered and balanced and, you know, no fear. Yeah. Yeah. It is just so um, the timing of this for me is just amazing. So hopefully listeners, you out there are also like, this is really resonating because, um, it's the last 24 hours has been a recognition of how much at sub subconscious level I am energetically tied up with my family, like really putting myself out there. So, wow. Thank you. (laughs) It's not usually about me on these shows, but today it is. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Everything happens for a reason. And in divine timing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we're almost at the end of time. Is there anything, you know, there I've, you obviously know so much about this. Is there something else you would want people to know, you know, to pay attention to, or, um, you know, just about this process and, and where we are in the world and who they're being? Yeah. Um, I, I think just, you know, if, if this resonates with anyone to definitely try it, um, you know, it's, it, it's life. It really is life changing. It sounds so simple and just so like, it wouldn't like, what's it going to do, but it is, it is life changing. And if you notice all of the quote unquote problems or stress in the world, it's all because of fear-based energy of this duality of one side versus another side. Right. Um, and you know, if, if we can just collapse that, even that within ourselves, we'll start to change the whole the whole paradigm, the whole world will shift and it is starting to shift actually. But, um, you know, it, we all play a part in it. You know, we're all part of this, this collective human consciousness here. 
And, um, you know, this, it, it is a beautiful, it's miraculous and you are miraculous and, and, you know, you have this power to do that. Everyone does. Yes. What a, that is a lovely reminder that when we ourselves can and move out of this fear-based energy and the duality that we are going to help shift things around us. It's almost ironic because we're pulling our energy back in to align with ourselves. And yet that has ripple effects outward. So yes. Yeah. Thank you. Remind people, please, Elle, where um, they can find you and your website and all of that. Sure. You can find my website at bewithyourtwinflame.com. Um, and that's also where uh, our other program is, the Master of Ascension Alchemy program, which for people not experiencing a twin flame journey, but who still would like to benefit from all of the great things it offers. We also are on YouTube at Be With Your Twin Flame YouTube channel and um, Instagram at Be With Your Twin Flame. And the book I mentioned, Love Exposed, I also have a couple other books can be found on Amazon. That's great. Thank you, everybody. Go check this out. I mean, what... Um... Just talking to you, I can feel the peace and the energy that you bring. Um, so thank you for for helping to spread that. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And listeners, I am so uh, grateful to you for being here, for showing up for yourselves. And until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 